Good afternoon and welcome. It's another instalment of our True Blue podcast today and we have a quartet in the building today. It's myself, Dave Powell and as usual, Paul Wheelock, but we're today joined by Blues lifelong fan Tom Grindley and also uh, another lifelong fan, Mike Barry, who's also head groundsman at the Blues now. It's uh, good uh, Good afternoon, chaps. Afternoon. Um, Mike, and, uh, Mike and Tom are joining me and Paul today to... To dissect the week that has been and um, and a, a win, we've actually got something to talk about positive. I mean, we come on here week in, week out, it seems, and have a chat about how dire things have been. Now we need to start picking up points, and now we need to stop conceding late goals, and these wins need to come. But I suppose last week we had we had Neil Turner on. We spoke on the importance of how crucial that sorry all game was going to be at the weekend, and not losing first and foremost, but obviously to get. December off to a good start. I suppose it couldn't have got off to a much better start in terms of a result, but I suppose the performance left a little bit to be desired. I mean, I'll start with you, you Tom. What did you make of it, mate? I think, yeah, I think first half was a bit same old, same old, and we struggled to get much of a foothold in the game. Um, but then second half, I think with Shaw coming on, did make a big difference. He's a player that really, you know, drags the team forward. Neil put a tackle in. And I think with him and Hannah coming on, that was probably the main difference in the size just about was bringing a bit of quality on. I felt that as well, that little bit of bite in midfield that you miss from someone like Tom Shaw. I mean, that's I mean, that decision at the start of the season not to play him was um, one of the one of the most damaging almost, I suppose, of what, what, what's what been this season, I suppose. Because, I mean, he, 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 he's hard to forget, he's only 30, played so many games, and I thought last year was absolutely key for us at times. And, again, evidence of it on Saturday where he comes into the game gets involved straight away and just starts winning those like messy battles and on that kind of pitch as well at the weekend, you know, where it gets it's in December time so it's gonna you know conditions are gonna be, be more difficult and more challenging. I thought he came into his own. I mean for you Mike, I mean do you, do you think his involvement on Saturday was key to that turning round? Obviously Ross comes on and adds the importance of the experience of bagging a winner, but I suppose in terms of that midfield battle we were missing out in the first half. No, I mean it's um, he just seems a great lad to have around the club, hundred percent. You know, and he gives his all whenever he's on the pitch, and even off the field, you can see he's he's great with everybody at the club, and uh, he's genuinely a nice lad. You know, and uh, to have him back in is great. Yeah. And you're in and around that club, obviously day in day out, and you so you see. I mean, you suppose he's he's that kind of leader that you need. And while you can have leaders off the pitch um, when they're not playing, I suppose you you want those you want those characters to be playing, don't you? Because there's there's been not enough have probably stepped up to the plate this. This year, but I thought, like we said, the addition of Hannah and uh, Hannah and Shaw on Saturday provided that, and that's the first time for a, a good while where we've actually had a strong bench in it, Paul, where we can actually look to and, and bring some players on. So. And I think that's what I, I pretty said it last week. I, I felt for Marcus Bignett a bit at the moment because I know results have been up and down, but he's had a lot of injuries to contend with, hasn't he? There's been a lot of new faces, and it doesn't feel like he's had a settled run in it really. But hopefully, those two weeks helped. And, and as you say there, I think if you you look at Astles. Shaw back fit, Hannah's getting back in the goal, so that's a pretty strong spine there. And as uh, Mike and Tom were saying as well, I think when you're in a scrap and it's it's been a pretty tough year, you, you need people who you can identify with, you know, as a fan. Yeah. And I think Shaw's one of those, isn't he? He's a fighter, he's likeable. And yeah, you know, if you get him and Hannah back, you know, hopefully things are looking up. Well, key to the three points on Saturday was getting the game on in the first place. Was Mike, I mean, you, you, what, what time did you get there Saturday? Bright, bright six, early. Uh, six thirty. Start. Six thirty. Yeah. Crikey, yeah. I mean, that's. Um, I mean, what was it? What was the situation when you got there? Were you expecting that game to fully expecting it to be on because you had a bit of snowfall coming down? Yeah, there? I mean, obviously it was heavy. 
previous day and then a bit more overnight. Uh, so I open the doors at 6.30 and you think I better start shoveling here now. <laughs> as I said, you know, the key for me every season is try and not lose a game for, for the weather. We'll do whatever we can to get a game on. Um, that's probably the latest I've ever marked a pitch at 10 to 3. <laughs> but, you know, we've we got, with help from the volunteers, if they didn't come down, we, we'd have been struggling. I mean, at one stage there was three or four of us for a good couple of hours cleared a, a good percentage and then the snow come down again and you're thinking it's not happening this today but we just fought we just battled through and then luckily you know rallied the troops more came down brushes shovels wheelbarrows everything and just went for it and can't thank them enough really did, did you have much doubt in your mind that you were going to get it on I, mean, I suppose yeah but when I, yeah. when I when i got there i got about midday and there was you know still a fair old um Old mounds of yeah, I mean, snow to shift and it limited wheelbarrows and limited manpower. Wasn't the, it? So. the good thing is that underneath the pitch was always playable. There was no sign of any frozen patches. It, it stayed nice and soft underneath, which was playable. And the referee, you know, just said get as much cleared as you can. He was even willing to play on, you know, some of the, the slush if you like that was still yeah. there, as long as the penalty boxes were were visible which we did that and then all of a sudden we did another target and everybody just went for it and it was great you know and uh, to get the win just made it all worthwhile yeah was I mean, that, that's like the ice on the yeah. cake wasn't it but if that pitch wouldn't have been done like it was like obviously you, you worked so hard in the summer to, to have that old you know in terms of relaying that pitch and all the work that went into it if that hadn't have been done and that happens on last year's pitch if it would have been kept would that have been a different story yeah, altogether probably been struggling now i mean <laughs> The condition it's in now, I'm surprised how well it's taken it really. Um, it's had a lot of football this month already. We've had Liverpool, we've had a friendly behind closed doors, yeah. and we've still got three more games to go. Um, but this time of year, you're not getting the warm weather. There's no recovery time. It's just a case of clean up, go again, and just try and tick every game off you can in the winter period, and uh, hopefully we don't lose any. So what's that entail for you during the week? Because obviously you, you, you anticipated for that snowfall yeah. coming Saturday didn't you but I mean for you that must make for a hellish week and, and after that game's played I mean everyone goes away and thinking yeah you know we've got the game on but then you've got another week out thinking right I've got to get this right for filed I mean how are you looking for the weekend now yeah. what, what goes into you getting from full time at Solly Hill on Saturday to getting that ready for fi- uh, for filed this coming weekend yeah, normally Monday be just divot the pitch uh, but obviously I opened the doors Monday and we were back to square one it was covered in snow I was like <laughs> so uh, I had to wait till till yesterday uh, for the pitch to be cleared of snow. Luckily, that rain came and, and dissolved it all. Um, so yesterday was a case of just spend three or four hours divoting the pitch, and then today uh, finally got some machinery on there because it's been that wet. I've, I've not, I'm, I'm also covered. I've not been able to get on there. Um, so today it's had a, a hoover up, which is it's got the, the mower with a brush attachment. It just flicks any debris up from the game, which would normally happen on a Monday um, after the divot. But obviously we've been delayed. Um, there's not much growth this time of year so basically I give it a brush up today and tomorrow and it just puts the stripes back in and stands the grass up nice ready to, to go on uh, on Saturday um, so all it needs doing is another brush tomorrow and a roll and then line it up Saturday morning and we should be good to go good stuff I mean I'm, I'm touching obviously that, that getting that game on in the first place was so massive to, to, the, to get the three points in the first place but going back to the Solihull game just for a, for a minute Tom I mean, what stood out for you I mean, for, for me there was a the obvious is kind of James Jones coming into that team, isn't it? And um, and and seeing another academy prospect actually making his debut. I mean, it's important not to get too carried away with these things. So I thought he had a 
a good solid game and something he, he can build on and be proud of what, how did you view how he came in and did yeah I think he did very well um, again like I said not getting the carried away as a lot of people might be just yet because first half finding his feet a bit but obviously you're going to expect that at his age but second half I thought he was brilliant I think he, get, he defends really tight he doesn't let anyone try and turn him he's, he's always there and it, that was vital because he had two quick lads one came off another one came on again and again it was pace for pace but he was very strong and I think it is a lot to build on um, going forward he's a, you know he looks like he's he's quick and, he, and obviously playing alongside Astles really helped him because he taught him through the game but it's definitely a positive to look at especially with Sam Hughes going now if we can get another one going again then that you know it's credit to obviously the academy and the youth team that we're getting these players coming through and then it was okay it is isn't it I mean because we've got that Sam Hughes money last year was absolutely crucial I mean yeah. but um the, one thing to start for me, and you, we've, we've been chatting about Ryan Astles in in recent weeks, is the fact that I mean it's easy to forget he's twenty three because he's a you know he's a colossus at the back, isn't he? He seems to be playing forever. He rarely misses a game, um, but he he kind of he, he was talking Jones through that game, and he took on the mantle of being like the senior pro who, who did all that. But I mean, for you, big big plus having him back in the side. He's always been missing for that ankle injury in recent weeks, hasn't he, Paul? But um, having someone like Ryan Astles. Um, Coming on, it adds another facet to his game, doesn't it? Where he's bringing on young players now, and he's still even playing himself. Yeah, definitely. It just shows how much he's growing in stature, and I think we touched on it this week, haven't we? In the office, I think it is really key that the club looks to try and do something if they're not already, because he's he's got a year left, uh, or he's in his last year of his contract, and you know people will probably look at him and think if you've not seen him play, well, he's a bit of a bruiser, but he's much more than that, isn't he? He, he sure he can do the rough and tumble stuff, but he's a good footballer as well. Uh, and, and that's why I think it's key to, as well, this such a big month, isn't it, in terms of results. If we can get a few wins on the board, it might convince him as well, you know, if things are going well on the markers, to, to stick around again, because I'm sure there won't be a, a shortage of, of people interested in him. But no, he's, yeah, it's, a, it's a big boost. And to be captain of the club, and as you said earlier today, the amount of number of appearances, he's hardly missed a game, he's not had a booking. A booking this year, that's crazy. For a centre-back who doesn't miss a game, really. He's it's not had a booking. Well, I mean, we've yeah. got lads on the, on the side who've got eight, five, six bookings, you know. Um, but I can't see, aside from after that Wrexham game that he had the ankle injury, I can't recall a game before that. He played every game last year. Fairly certain he played every, or every present last year. And I can't, I couldn't remember previously before that. And people go on about, people making an issue about his fitness or, or this, that and the other. But for me, this is one of the bunch because he doesn't miss any games, doesn't yeah. pick up niggling injuries, anything like that. Like that. He, he's more mobile than, than he appears on the surface and he chip, weighs in with goals as well, you know, crucial goals. And he played a part in the uh, the winner on Saturday as well, doesn't he? I mean, um, looking at other positives from that, I, I thought Miles Anderson came in and did a reasonable job. What your thoughts on the back three, Mike? Because he shuffled it off, didn't he? Be a little bit Marcus Bignett and he's gone for for Astles, Jones and Anderson at the weekend. I thought it worked reasonably well. Yeah, well, I've been lucky to see a bit of Anderson in the behind closed door games and uh, he's, he's done very well. He's come in and done, done great on Saturday. And as a whole, I think uh, James Jones as well, you know, their lads are trying a bit of the old school rough and tumble stuff with the elbows and he, he did very well. And uh, like you say, he's only going to get more confident. You know, he seems a real level-headed lad, and he's keen to do well. And he's definitely one for the future. Yeah. Thought Rhys Johnson was a big, big plus on Saturday as well. And it's um, 
the, the club are hopeful of keeping him beyond January, but for me, that's going to be something which would be absolutely key to to, to giving us a, a good chance of uh, of beating the drop because he looks. You look. You look at teams and other teams in and around us, but he's one player who you kind of think he's national league is he's capable of more. I mean, he looks like a football league player already. Who's who's playing in the national league? He doesn't look like someone who has the potential to play in the football league. He looks ready for the football league. Um, how, how important do you think he'll be in the running, Tom Reese or Johnson? Because I think he's been of, of Marcus Bignett's signings. I think he's certainly been the most eye catching. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's he's very good. I mean, could argue that technically and going for he's probably the best player that we've got. I think he's one of the best players on the pitch on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Um, he gives something that he, he's equally adept at going forward. He can take people on like a winger. The amount of times he causes their fullback problems, but then he's back there defending and he's quick. I mean, getting him to the end of the season is key because. You know, in the fullback position, you say not the strongest either, either flank, really. But he is, you know, especially with Keith playing a three-five-two. If you want to play a wing back, then he's he's easily. I won't see as many better wing backs in the national league with like with him. I mean, last year at Braintree, he got five goals and five assists, playing for a side that really struggled and got relegated. Says a lot, and I think he's he's massive. I think he's. I said I don't think there's many better wing backs in the national league than than him. No, I don't like to say it's going to be crucial moving forward. But like we we move forward now, and then it's the FA Trophy on Saturday, and almost you you kind of think that another league game might have been more beneficial at the moment, coming off the back of a win. But the FA Trophy is, and I suppose it's a chance to for some lads who maybe are in need of real competitive game time, but haven't got the games in the legs. So like Tom Shaw, maybe a chance for Harry White or Archer, those type of players. The FA Trophy might be a welcome welcome distraction. But you did something this morning, Paul, about. Um, how it's something that the the blue should be should be taken seriously. What's the uh, rationale behind that? Well, I just had a look at it because I was just thinking about you know you see like the FA Cup now, and it's won by the same clubs every year, isn't it? Arsenal, Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea, and I just thought I'd have a look at because we know Chester haven't done well in the trophy in recent years, but let's just say and have a look, and it's hardly been won by any team that's ever won the National League in the same season. I think there's only two times in the last ten years it's been won by a team that's gone up. Teams in mid table. The last two years, it's teams who've gone down. We don't want that to happen <laughs> because I know as good as day out as first ever trip to Wembley would be good. I, I don't. I think it'd be very bad for the, the club to get relegated this season. <laughs> but there is really no reason why the club cannot should not improve on it. I think Files a decent tie. I've I seen that I was at their tie against Wigan in the FA Cup at home. Uh, and that day Wigan should have should have walked it, but Fylde played well because you've got to remember where Wigan are in the league at the moment. They're probably a Championship club in all but name, but they'll be tired after midweek. They put everything into those two ties. They lost at Boreham Wood, didn't they, the last weekend? I think this is a good time to play them. And, you know, and you can get into this. It's into the last, it's the last thirty-two after this. So you know why not? Why not have a run in this? I think it's important. I think the club needs a run in a cup competition. Also, have have the feeling that Fylde will start now. Feeling they can put something together and start making a late push for at least challenging for a, you know a top half spot at least. But we've already seen them once this season. I thought they were they were handy when we saw our opening game of the season. Danny Rose, someone who's who's going to be key for them. But in terms of us previously in the FA Trophy, I mean, Mike and Tom, you've both been following the Blues. I mean, for you guys, is it since you were since you were kids following the Blues? Um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, same here. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't get any easier, does it? Um, but Canvey Island, we 
did you, did you, did you both yeah. make the trip to that one in 2001? We had, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Longest coach okay. journey home ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but we had that was a season where we had like a lot of success in it. And we had a few dour, dour games on the way way to making that that semi final. But um, we're looking, uh, we're looking through back to the to the archives, and it, it's hard to say. It, it, you can't really predict how these things go. Like you say, two last two sides who've won it have gone down. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what do you think help or hindrance having the FA Trophy now? well the club obviously need the revenue yeah. so we've got to at least try and progress if we can it's a tough game filed are a good side we like to get it on the floor and pass it round nice but it could be a good time to play them as well they say you're coming off the back of a big game they might be a little bit, bit tired but it's just on the day isn't it you know it's it's about time we had a bit of luck in, in a cup competition for a change and hopefully get a, get a few quid in the bank. Yeah, definitely. I suppose um, for yourself, uh, Tom, what do you think? I mean, would you rather have that... Does this seem like it's something which is going to get in the way of prospects of, of survival or, or something which could be a, a boost? No, I think, it's a, I think it's a boost. I mean, especially with, like I said, players coming back that need competitive game time, um, this probably gives you a better chance of being a cup game Go and play with a bit more freedom. I think you know one player as we mentioned is Craig Mann. I don't know how fit he is for the weekend, but he he needs to be playing because we have got no wingers really in the whole squad apart from him that can think of. And until the winner on Saturday, it looked like he was getting ready to be brought on, didn't it? So you assume he's back and back and ready. I know I've spoken to him. He's he's, he's close to well, he, he's fit, but it's a, it's a case of one being fit and two having games in the legs and, and playing those games and getting match fit, isn't it? So I know we, you, you played the behind closed doors game against Bristol Rovers the other week, but um, but I think there's a good chance he's, he's going to feature this week. But uh, well, We had Neil on last week and we obviously Neil's been, what does he say, covering Chester since 1900 and frozen to death, wasn't it? That's the <laughs> usual line. Um, and so he did a little bit about his favourite memories from... Um, his time covering Chester. And we, there's something which you're doing tomorrow for for the paper, which is um, looking back kind of a quarter of a century at what we were doing in December. But for, for you guys, when when did you start? It would be interesting to see memories for you guys, what sticks out, favourite players. I mean, Neil picked, who did you pick last week, was it? Ronnie Sinclair was his pick of the goalkeepers. It was 93-94 uh, was yeah. pick of the seasons and his... Managerial pick was Harry McNally, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. You mentioned Wild in the, the latter day. Yeah, yeah, give you Wild is latter day players. But I mean, start with you, Mike. Quick, quick, quick fire stuff now. I mean, in terms of favourite seasons, when did you start following the Blues, incidentally? 93, 94. Same here. Same here. It's one of those things, it's a few of those bugs you've stuck around, isn't it? Because we won some promotion, you think it's all right, this yeah. win some games of football, and then you get lured in, and then lo and behold, you're watching Canvey Island and. Uh, Lonely coach journey back, but um, that night that pure is that a memorable season for you in terms of or just kind of yeah I mean like obviously two thousand four uh, it was a promotion season wasn't it when we was it sales and crew I think went up that season yeah um, I remember my granddad lifting me on the dugout when we when we finally got promoted uh, and then obviously the, the Devil Clare era some great trips away there hammered Lee twice didn't we over Christmas and it's just Blind in December that was. When you're watching the, the Friday night game and Hereford are winning nine nil away, you're thinking we've got a tricky game at Woking. We go down there, tea time kick off and get a late winner. You just you knew it was going to be our year, and uh, 
No, I had some great trips and long may it continue, you know, no matter what league or how bad or good we're playing, I'll still always go. That's, that's, Is it a game that sticks out for you in terms of how long you've been following, which you, you, you hark back to and think, it, well, you know, it, it's hard to get yourself fired up sometimes for Solly or Moores at home on mm. a cold December, isn't it? But like, there's a reason you keep on going back. And... Um, I have to say, I mean, really, the, the cu- little cup run we had where, I think it was 2001, was it 2001? Was it we played Blackburn? Blackburn, oh, That yeah. little run there. Yeah. And uh, we beat, we'll be 2 0 down to Oxford at home, pouring down with rain. Come back, I think Whitehall get the got the winner, I think. That yeah, 3 2. That was a great game. And then uh, we get drawn, was it Plymouth? We put yeah, yeah. them and managed to sneak off school for the replay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> extra time, and then Rusko bagged the win. That was a great trip, that on Tuesday night. And then obviously, you get Blackburn, and the, the turnout there was something else, wasn't it? You know, it just shows that if the club were doing well, the support's out there. You know, people always come and watch the team. I remember that Oxford game because I remember turning up because they were really struggling weren't they and there was an expectation that we were supposed to turn them over yeah. but then when they were 2-0 down I think their fans were as surprised as, as we were but um, but for you Tom I mean, same question to play when did you start following the Blue? Uh, I don't know what season it was it was Swansea in the playoffs was like the first game they went to 95, 96 it wasn't actually my dad didn't really like football it was my mum that taught me to watch there and she doesn't support Chester but I think it's just to take me to football then since then Going now, I think a member of Swansea fan bringing his flag on, mm. pulling the same yeah, yeah, yeah. bowing, d- bowing down to it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He ran, ran up from the UA end and he all the way up the pitch yeah. and la- lay down the Welsh flag in the penalty area. You know, but uh, he's allowed to go along where no one was seems to be coming on the pitch to take it, the flag off him. So yeah, it's then. In terms of memorable seasons, then is that so, do you look to something like maybe the promotion era from when we came up for the conference, or something more recently? Because obviously these recent seasons have been. Oh, yeah. They've been Absolutely. magical in their own respect, haven't they? I mean, because the, the like Matty McGinn's goal against North, which is is up there to rival any, I suppose. But what what sticks out for you? That's but that, that's definitely one. I mean, um, yeah, probably conference season goal. But the season before we went up in the conference, we went in the playoffs, lost to Doncaster on penalties. That was probably the first time I was a bit heartbroken watching Chester. Well, it hasn't been the last. But I mean, <laughs> but it gives it gives you hope. Cause you thought we had a good season, and he, and he built we built on that. And then obviously with Claire and Stamp, it was. It was it was great. It was great to watch. We just you know played effective football for that division at the time, which was direct. And with Daryl Clare, he's always going to get. He's always in the conference. You get your twenty goals a season, easy. There, but I think Norwich for that was. That was we were thinking get. It's going to be difficult to get about that five thousand and then that goal went in. It's yeah. I don't think that feeling. I'm not sure it can ever be that feeling of that goal going in. In the re- in recent years, definitely not. I mean, we're, special. We were doing that reason, reason for, the, for the for the question really because we obviously <coughs> we're doing something just having a look back, back to what Chester's um, situation looked like in December, twenty five years ago. In the fixtures list was Hull. We did it wasn't Hull. Huddersfield, Huddersfield, uh, West Brom, and Blackpool. <coughs> and you know, and and you can you can kind of see why there's there's obviously there's a, there's a group of fans who that they, that was very that was very much the norm, wasn't it, to, for that? So it's about. But obviously, it's there's a there's a disconnect somewhere, isn't there? I mean, for you, Paul, I mean, do you think that's still the, the aim to get back to to that, or is something different what we need to be looking towards now? And kind of a, is it, is yeah, there almost an acceptance of that this is our level well, at least for now? I think the, it might have to be the level for at least for now, given the finances involved. But I think you've got to have a dream, and I think part of the I say I I moved to Chester in two thousand and four, wasn't a Chester fan moving up, but started covering the club at the back end of the football league days. But went into administration. 
one of the great things about marching through the long leagues was the fact that it felt like it was not going to stop. You know, there was until it was the football league, and obviously that's died away a bit at the moment because reality's hit home. But I don't think you should lose sight of that. But equally, again, going to file the other week, it just really hit home how hard it's going to be because God, when we watched them on the way back up, there was 200 people at Calamere Park. And now I was looking at the executive boxes they've got there and they basically, you know, they hire them out. And my mate who was there, he said he had his Christmas do there and he watched a game at Conference North on a Friday. It's brilliant. People are great. You know, you can see it's really going places. And that's, with the greatest respect, little filed. So you look, at the North, you look at Conference North now, Salford are obviously ambitious. You know, there's other big clubs down there. So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I still think it's got to be the aim because I think the important thing is to have a community club. But it is Chester City still, you know, it's Chester FC, but a different name. But that's the club I grew up knowing as a football league club. You obviously guys did, and you've, the names you've, you've played in the past, as, it was as close as 20, 25 years ago, which is very difficult. I don't know. If I had the answers, I might be on the CFU. It <laughs> <laughs> shows you how key it is to remain in the league as well, because that National League North doesn't get any easier, no. does it? You look at the no. teams in there now, it's almost... You know, it's it's a it's a kind of easier formula football league club, something. But um, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. But like I say, for this weekend, we'll have a little uh, see what we think is going to happen. I mean, for you, Mike, I mean, what's your prediction for this weekend in the trophy <laughs> against Files? Bear well, in mind, you've, you've you've got to go in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm confident. I think I think we'll win. I think uh, you know, it's going to be a good open game. They like to get it on the floor, play good football. We'll have a go as well. I think we'll we'll edge through two one. 2-1, positive, Tom? Um, I, think it's, I think it's going to be very tight. I can see it going to extra time, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be very tight. I think oh, cheers, Tom. Tyrant <laughs> <laughs> penalties. I think, um, I think Fowler have got a big enough squad to rotate, so I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Danny Rowe on the bench. If, he, yeah. if you see him on the bench, it maybe give it a bit more impetus to go and try and win the game, but I think we'll edge it. I think I'll go 2-1 again. Or if Rowe's not playing, he can even maybe sneak a 1-0. This, this win on Saturday is really giving a rush of blood to the head on this table here. Oh, go, on, go on, go on, as long as he's not Forest Green. <laughs> I, I'll go for a 1 0 as well. I'll go for a 1 0 to the Blues. I just think, I, I'm with Tom, I think they might rest a couple of players because that must have took it out of them the last couple of days. Uh, and also, they're not far off, they're not really miles away from the relegation zone. No, no, they, no. They've no. got more than Morgan Squad probably to do it. Yeah, like I said, because of that. That tough midweek and plus I can't be the only person around the table to put a downer on things, <laughs> can I? So I'll go for two one, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that'd be perfect. Though. I mean, like I say, chance to get through, chance of silver out, however distant it may seem, and, and a, a good chance of getting some desperately needed money in the in the coffers to um, to hopefully stave off off the threat of the drop. But uh, but yeah, thanks very much to Mike and Tom for joining us, and thanks as always to Paul. Uh, we'll be back next week. Who our special guest is? Your guess is as good as mine. It's, it's whoever answers the phone to me uh, uh, when, I, when I give them a call. Mike and Tom were the first people we asked. They were the first people, first people to, to come in. So uh, they're very much first choice guests this week. But uh, I don't know. I might have to uh, to get my dad in or something like that next week if, uh, if, if people are struggling with Christmas time. But thanks very much to Mike and Tom, Paul. And we'll be back next week. Thanks very much.